0: Hey Jeremy! Hello, Raphael. Hello. <laughs> Did you watch the new uh, Twin Peaks? All the, the whole new season?
1: No, I didn't. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm gonna admit this on the uh, on the air publicly. Like, in, I was just a little bit too young when the original Twin Peaks came out. I, I'm a David Lynch fan, but it's timeless.
0: It's timeless. It doesn't I know. Mean you I know. Seen it at the time.
1: I know, but then I didn't. I didn't go back and watch it because I. And I'll admit, like it, I had a very difficult situation, which is like I couldn't. I've never had a girlfriend that wanted to go back and watch it with me, and so you're, I'm trapped in this. Like I, ha- I would have to find time alone, which doesn't exist anymore. So
0: on, a, on an airplane,
1: like uh, as an example, right now I'm trying to squeeze in Blade Runner in like five minute increments. <laughs> <to watch it. laughs> you really don't have a lot of solo time. Huh? No, no. <laughs> no. I'm like, is there a YouTube version of
0: Blade Runner that I can just watch like, I can a l- see bit. why having kids would <laughs> be... Not, you already have so many children. You're like, you have a school, and you're a creative director, and then you're married, and then you have a lot of family, and so every five minutes of your life is at least five people talking to you. Yeah,
1: in a way, it's nice. It's like a village of people always yeah. asking for things. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, but lonely is not something on your calendar. No,
1: no, I feel no. surrounded by love, and therefore... I don't need. Yeah, the, <laughs> there, there's a play that goes on in front of me every day, but I can't. I can't find time for regular entertainment.
0: Yeah, and um, so this week's episode is kind of. We, we went through the topics, and there's a few requested topics, and then we felt like, oh, there's a lot of, sort of digital news and things going on. So why don't we talk about a little bit about everything? Okay. You branded
1: it the digital update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is so a now t- we're
0: basically like every podcast in the world. Yeah, right. It's gadget exactly. news. Get yeah. your tech and gadget
1: news here. But I mean, yeah. we, when we set out to do this podcast, you and I, you know, we, it was based on our conversations. And like one out of every three of our conversations was like a, a full on just nerds talking about tech. Um, but I think we always ended up somewhere different than you would read in the yeah. news. So. There's, a
0: new, there's a new Sony AIBO.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. So, which is an interesting cultural kind of thing too, because the original Aibo was much beloved uh, in Japan, and then like there were people that they stopped supporting also, it. outside of Japan, having, yeah, but, but no, it was very J-
0: expensive in, in Japan. It was like, high end. Yeah, I, I think. Well, should we J- should we say what it is because
1: people don't know what it is? Well, it's a, it's a robot dog. People, everyone knows yeah. what Ibo is, <laughs> but like. It was uh, to it me. Was so it, lo- it
0: feels like that era of Chris Cunningham and Bjork and uh, mm. uh, what's the name of that Japanese artist who played a sci-fi character and made a spaceship and stuff. Uh, female artist.
1: Oh, like um, who made a spaceship? Not.
0: And uh... also that movie Wall-E, where you it, it that era of like.
1: Well, you just a made a big jump to Wally, but yeah, like the late '90s, like a, like a, blob
0: um, blob shaped architecture and blue LEDs, and that's <laughs> uh, I both. Oh, so you're saying like picture.
1: early 2000s? Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Like everything's new. That is 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 sort of white plastic with blue hue lights and <laughs> a, a organic shapes. Everything kind of shaped like a pear.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, the iBo, So, it, the iBo was so well-loved by certain people in Japan, that's why I brought it up, that they had funerals for it when Sony decided to discontinue because people... Sony was maintaining these dogs for, like, over a decade. Um, well,
0: they, yeah, it was hard to get parts or replacement parts. It's like, maybe mm-hmm. the motherboard needs replacement or... Yeah, and as you know, tech, and especially hardware, is hard to maintain.
1: Yeah, and so people were, like, Did really we ever do an episode
0: upset. about preservation?
1: No, but no. Ben, our friend Ben Fino would probably yeah. be really excited. our loyal listener. But
0: uh, it, it, I was thinking, I've been to so many panel discussions where people are worried about preservation of digital art, and we mm-hmm. did that screensaver exhibition, and it was so easy.
1: Well, Rhizome just got a grant for a million dollars for their web but, recorder. But
0: old software is so easy. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you find an old version of Windows, which is on every Torrent website in the world. Mm-hmm. You can find everything. You download every screensaver ever made because there's always an enthusiast who keeps an archive of, of old games or, or whatever. It's so mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. If if you would have to do an exhibition on the history of hardware, that's a different thing. Like but it's old all, it's, to get it's them nev- running.
1: It's never about the things people loved. It's always about the fringe things, right? Like it's mm. preservation is always about the one of a kind that no one saw. <laughs>
0: It's like yeah, I don't know though. Like if if everything that artists make is is kind of built on consumer hardware, so it's created in volume. So to recreate that uh, hardware, but the Eyebow is a particular case because it was really expensive. I don't think it was available in large numbers.
1: Yeah, I think it was like five thousand dollars for the original one. Yeah, but the the new Eyebow
0: is a lot cheaper. I think is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what are the it features feels like of all, all the tech that, that they needed at the time now is so much more accessible. The pr- processes, everything's smaller. Um,
1: yeah, I was looking at this new iBo and some video clips and things like that. It didn't seem that much better. Like it had LED eyes. It, it apparently can, yeah. it can recognize who you. Well, it reminds
0: are. me of the, the Jordan Wolfson made two robot pieces.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And one of them also had LED eyes. So it's um, no, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Was the yeah like, I mean I, I don't know if like uh, Ibo is gonna try and seduce me, but <laughs> 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 like a Jordanal. Right,
0: were you tempted? <laughs> were you like I'm curious about this. I would like to have a, own a robot one dog. for research pu- purposes.
1: Okay, here's my feeling on Ibo. As soon as I saw it, I was like, why? What is this gonna help me with? Like, I don't need the emotional labor of the dog is not really interesting to me because that's what did they're you producing. grow up with dogs? No, but um. like I, a real dog. It is an ecological problem. It's costly to have. It gets sick. Da, da, da. Tell me about. And, it. and so, what you're buying with the iBot, you're firing a real dog, you're firing a real dog, and you're hiring a clean robot dog, basically, like without health problems, seemingly that doesn't live forever. Um, so you're hiring it though for emotional labor. To, like, and I'm trying to use Clayton Christensen framework here. But here's what I'm. I would prefer to hire it to do to clean my house. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, it's the Roomba, right? Like, but why don't they build little but vacuum you- cleaners in its feet? Like why? Well, what about why what about
0: see? what about the idea that you wanna? If you automate cleaning, then you're taking away a job of someone.
1: No, it's my job. Like okay. right, like I'm not hiring cleaning services right now. But maybe there's a moral argument that maybe I should. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Shady moral argument, but. <laughs> but and <laughs> but.
0: and you could pay a fair wage. That's the the moral choice you could do.
1: Hmm. Yeah. In in Canada or in Toronto, we'd have to pay fifteen dollars an hour.
0: Yeah. Which is okay. You would be helping someone.
1: It's actually way more than that to hire cleaning services here. It's like um, fifty to hundred dollars an hour, kind of thing. Oh, it's uh, very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, Ibo. What's calendar? next? What else happened? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, one huge Boom. piece of news. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. New Ibo people. New Ibo. It's a new era. Uh, the other. It's the only other... <laughs>
0: available in Japan so far.
1: So. Yeah, but they're talking about how there's an English version, and so it's probably... Because the original was only available in Japan, yeah. as I understand
0: Miltus, it. Manetas, uh, the artist I worked together with uh, a lot in the past, he had one. He made paintings of the eyeball. Hmm. I just find these
1: hmm. all these robots to be really stiff. It's only the Boston Dynamic robots that the I find. The scary
0: ones that do the flips?
1: Yeah, like, those are ones that I would bring into my home. <laughs>
0: Cause, yeah, I got cause this they, robot
1: yeah. no but they'd be more like man hunk kind of they'd be like they're like built that'd be like, the
0: ending of, of Jeremy where you have this sort of robot cop, <laughs> big robot and you're like no it's fine it, it'll never kill you I programmed it but it's it like having like
1: everybody. it's like having a servant who's like built you know it's like do some push ups like or like impress a, like I'd want to impress <laughs> my friends he'd <He'll laughs> see
0: you on a throne like a king in the medieval times and he's like so what have you brought for me that will brighten my day <laughs> And there's a there's a button on your throne with a hole and a pit with crocodiles. So if they're not funny enough, yeah. tough luck, kid. <laughs> Jump off the balcony
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That would be that would be cool. I just don't think that I was going to impress my friends. <clears throat> so yeah, so that was one big uh, piece of news. But I don't think anyone really thinks it's a big news. Um, other news was. Um, the Facebook news, I think, is pretty huge. Well, so we, we're talking, the IBO thing came out of CES. Maybe we should talk a little bit more about CES, the consumer electronics show. Did you ever go there? I've never been, and I'm really jealous of everyone that's gone because I think it's like a cultural, you know, kind of it's yeah. in Las Vegas, it's, it's like the it's world's the, biggest electronics trade show. I think show.
0: anthropologically, we look back at it, it's like, whoa, that was a, mm-hmm. a huge amount of resources spent for what?
1: The Anthropocene, like or whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just mountains of, of garbage technology. Anyway, it's like a it's a TV show, basically, right? But like, it's a lot of
0: concepts. It's uh, things that might not be available to consumers, but just to impress people and impress the press or parts mm-hmm. manufacturers. Or so th- I
1: saw a lot of uh, embarrassingly bad keynotes about like fridges. Like I always watch. That's keynotes. a huge
0: inspiration for you. That that would be, that's like. In terms of your performance, that would be the yeah. mecca for you to be jolted for a decade. Uh, of I ideas. love watching.
1: I love watching awkward CEOs deliver keynotes. It, it's my favorite thing. So I always watch all there the. There was
0: keynotes. the Qualcomm one with the Sesame Street cast. There was a famous one. With, the, <laughs> do you remember that one?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and this time, Generation I
0: think, Mobile.
1: Uh, the LG keynote was the embarrassing one because they had this robot assistant named uh, Chloe that they tried to interact with and Chloe wouldn't respond to the CEO on stage. And then he eventually had to say like, Chloe doesn't seem to like me or whatever. (laughs) He's like trying to use a internet connected fridge and Chloe was supposed to suggest recipes. It was like all falling apart in front of him. Um, But it's like the keynotes are very awkward because these huge companies come in and they're trying to connect the dots on like all of their products, which span basically the entire universe of potential yeah, problems.
0: I think Samsung even makes airplanes and weapons. It's really, it, it, there's a consumer facing side, but they really make everything.
1: Yeah. And so they're all trying to connect these now using artificial intelligence. And it's like hilarious and terrible in all kinds of ways. Like a friend was telling me the other day, she has a new laundry machine and she has to download. Like different washer and dryer settings to it. Like if she wants to wash her clothes, she has to like <laughs> download a profile. Yeah. And like I'm sorry, I can't profile. help you with that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like so, everything is so bespoke and customized. And then on top of that, now there's a layer of artificial, you know, intelligence or assistance, which is not very. It's like more like not intelligent. And
0: <laughs> yeah, artificial retardness.
1: <laughs> and you're like Chloe. I mean Siri. I mean uh, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, turn on yeah. the lights. Uh, make sure. What, what what can I make with chicken? That is there was there. Any, like, is
0: there any of this new generation of smart project products that you could see you would enjoy in your life, like in the Internet of Things kind of thing? Well, so, I, it, for example, I would love it if i didn't need a wallet and keys mm-hmm. if we could if we could replace all that uh, well, there's smart like lock and there's Apple like a thousand and everything
1: there's like a thousand kickstarters for you like but it's... it's an, like thin wallet and like no new no but chain.
0: if if everything is on the phone but mm. it, it seems that everything um, it works 70% of the time but the other 30 if you don't have money on you it's really a problem so you still need the wallet and the keys if you live in an apartment building that's not going to happen for another 3 decades so mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well I the, that is actually the one device that I've almost bought like about 4 times this year, which is an August smart lock, and it's like a a little thing you put over your deadbolt on your door and then it detects when you're approaching with Bluetooth and unlocks your door for you.
0: Yeah. But that would only work for your door of your apartment, but you would still need a key for the front door. Uh well, I have fo- it's
1: an electronic entry like it's fob uh based, so theoretically i would just need like a little like dongle i guess but i guess you're right yeah
0: yeah but you you imagine that at least to me that would solve a huge problem Like i -hmm. I really as you know i don't like carrying stuff Mm -hmm. and you want to be free i mean yeah i mean even in hotels now they should have an app where you just unlock your hotel door with the yeah, the,
1: the problem phone. is though, like no one would agree, and you'd have a hundred apps. You'd be like, uh "Is the Hilton app?" It all app, goes uh, back to
0: the open standards and security and privacy, mm-hmm. and it's just such a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that's basically what we get. What you were but saying with all, all the all... AI is it's it's all a
1: clusterfuck. But you know, like, what is this fetish though with not carrying things? I don't think like it's. Seems... I
0: hate. I mean, first of all, it looks awful. Uh, all the things in your pants. It really, uh, maybe if you have a purse, it's not a problem, but. If you have a, a big big iPhone Plus or Note 7, mm-hmm. it, it, especially if you're wearing nice dress pants.
1: So you're it, looking at pictures of yourself, and you're like, mm, what is that, bulge? or like what is that Yeah, or even
0: I know? walk on the street, and someone will be wearing a really mm-hmm. nice pair of pants. It's a beautiful fabric, and it works, and then there's just a, a rectangle. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I see. So it disrupts the visual... Uh, pleasure that you receive from looking at people in the street. Well, I care about
0: uh, yeah, aesthetics, I just thought, so. I
1: thought it was some kind of like a dutch thing like eventually we should all be naked just walking in the forest but we're still well, able to Well that was enter my dream, cars. yeah, to <laughs> have some kind
0: of film layer on top of our skin that just protects you from the elements and you don't even need a house. <laughs>
1: Yes. Because because that is kind of a utopia, I think. And I think we've talked That's about that. That's back to like, the when, Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want, <laughs> and you want just like food to arrive. You don't want to hunt for it. So suddenly you say, "I'm hungry," and someone walks up to you and is like, "Oh yeah, this is GrubHub or <laughs> mm-hmm. Dora. Here you go. Yeah. It's the grapes in your mouth, kind of thing." Yeah. but you're basically trying to live the life of a Greek god.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you would call it, but the idea that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're just free from the elements. Seems really um, liberating. So one
1: other bit of uh, news that came out of CES, because there are more and more like car kind of things that happen there, was that GM uh, announced this like new um, autonomous car. I don't know if you saw this, but like a car without a steering wheel that's based on a Chevy Bolt, and it's going to be available in like a bunch of states starting. Yeah next year do you Uh, do you
0: think electric cars are going to happen and then autonomous or both at the same time
1: well it just stunned me what stunned me was not that the announcement was made but it was the way they talked about the announcement like with all this bro like swagger like they were knocking down uh elon musk Okay. And all I could pay attention to in all the press photography was what the air conditioning vents looked like. <laughs> like because the most impressive thing to me about this like new Model 3 that uh, Tesla has is that they managed to get rid of those air conditioning vents and it's just one long vent along okay. the side. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but it was like it was like of course you're able to ship this tomorrow. You didn't spend 2 years on the air conditioning vents. <laughs> <laughs> this is like convent you know and yeah, yeah, they yeah, said yeah. they had already iterated four times on this car they were like out iterating tesla they're like they're going to deliver it like years ahead of anyone else and it's because they bought up this startup that does uh, uh, um, self-driving st- tech and and now they're, this they're is, the innovators
0: because and, this is episode uh, what are we 63 64 mm-hmm. i've probably already told this story but I, I spoke to one of the the head of google x mm. um, and i asked him what do you do with self-driving cars in busy cities where pedestrians just cross yeah, yeah, the street? I, yeah, yeah, And they basically had no idea. They didn't it, think about it. So... Yeah. I, uh, Yeah, but it, it seems to me that self-driving cars will first be commercial traffic if you're driving uh, for three days. Mm-hmm. That seems like a no-brainer. You just have a security guard and like a fleet of 10 trucks and you have a security guard in the front and in the back and uh, uh, something like that, but... I don't know when we're going to see and I think at the point when we the self-driving cars happen we're not going to even own a self it'll just be an Uber you call and the Mhm.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's what everyone's pushing for. And GM already has this car sharing
0: kind but of But yeah, I mean I'm often the one with VR and AR and everything. I'm like oh that's stupid, but electric cars would make cities a lot more quiet and the air a lot cleaner. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely you... that, that, that that seems like the same with GPS. You know how people used to have uh, paper maps and a big road book. Right. I don't think anyone misses that. And you're not a driver. I don't know right? if there's. I don't know if there's the same way you have vinyl enthusiasts that you have map enthusiasts. It's like no travel happens with a paper map.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing I have a little bit of romance for the paper map because what you would do is it would be so frustrating and be like, "Nah, we'll just figure it out." And then getting <laughs> you, lost, the idea yeah, of getting you, lost. You get a little lost, but I've actually never been really lost mm-hmm. um because I just used a compass, like it's like I'm supposed to be heading north and it, you know be like <laughs> this road says it heads north and I just get on the I, road. I don't know.
0: I, I there might be a romanticism of like Discovering a new continent on a horse and just going west. I mean Mm -hmm. we'll we'll never be that lost again. Again. Like uncharted territory, but the the lost feeling of like we're headed to this hotel in the south of France or this camping site and we have to get there anyway. We're not gonna change we already have a reservation. It just Mm -hmm. means we don't spend an extra four hours going on the wrong lane and the wrong exit and the yeah. Yeah, R- yeah, Remember how stressful it used to be as a kid when you took the wrong exit?
1: Uh, like when my parents, w- w- yeah, how stressful yeah, yeah. it was for my parents? I yeah. mean, it wasn't stressful for me, but um, <laughs> my parents were very adventurous in terms of their driving um, oh, okay. back then. Now they're super anxious. As you get older, anxiety increases, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> like you might think that people just figure it out, but they become less... I don't know. Why is that? It's a, It's maybe a topic for another day. We did do a, a, an episode on anxiety but I find yeah, that... Yeah, we can
0: do a part two. I
1: find the older a person is, the more anxious Are you parents, at that
0: point where you're getting more anxious? Well, my parents explained it to me the other
1: day that, like, if they make a mistake now, the costs are potentially um, mortal. <laughs> so oh, it's oh, like okay. And they're like, you know... Uh, it's if,
0: funny. If, if, I, I used to live in LA in 2004 and I lived close to downtown and my friend lived in downtown. and I would ride my bicycle over there and it it's basically he was on wall street and there's skid row and all these streets and it's like burning man for homeless people mm-hmm. it's really at night no i know during, i've had a show downtown la it's, during the day it's, it's, it's the toy district and it's kind of just a little bit grimy but it's a, a lot of people no, just there's a really cool stuff. market there yeah, yeah yeah but at night it's it's really a post-apocalyptic mad max setting with Uh, Trash cans burning and tents and music, and people are dancing. But everybody, yeah, everybody looks like Dave Chappelle as a crackhead. That scene, Mm, and and, but and and but I would bike around there. I was 24, and it didn't phase me. I was like, Oh, this is funny
1: when you were 24, yeah, yeah.
0: And a few years later, I, I biked there again. I was like, this is really scary. <laughs> Why am I here? And this well, is well. The other yeah. reason
1: is because you have something to protect. Like when you're 24, you have no money. I was like, no one needs, like, no one cares about you, right? And you yeah, no, it just didn't
0: enter my mind. It was just <laughs> exotic. It's like, oh, this is really funny.
1: It's also one of the reasons I almost never want to own a luxury car because it's like this signals. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. I feel goes. that way
0: a bit when I wear a suit. It's like, oh, I'm really asking to get mugged.
1: It's not even just to get mugged. It's like I'm really gloating about the stratification, economic <laughs> strata, uh, as I walk through. Like yeah. y- you know, you're gonna walk through in an, an ex- a neighborhood in an expensive suit. You're making a it's a it's a kind of signal or statement. It's a, it's you're saying something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's like, why did you spend that anyway? The, it so, it yeah, puts you yeah. in conflict, literally. Um, and it, I it, I think it's like, I don't know. I
0: don't know if that was sort of a survival strategy for punks and goths to dress up and just look insane and so nobody would mug you because they're like well that mm-hmm. person is n- dysfunctional mm-hmm. yeah i mean if, if imp- you're living in the in the late 70s early 80s in new york and you just look yes. like a, a satan worshiper and people are like well i'm not gonna mug that person
1: <clears throat> yeah there's a certain belonging but there's also like a don't touch me kind of thing yeah um yeah new york especially that would have been that's an interesting question At that time, the crime rate was uh, super high. Of course, uh, this year they announced that New York's crime rate's at like 40-year lows or something like
0: that. I I think my neighborhood feels so safe because I think the average age here is 70. (laughs) (laughs) People are so old here. There's there's a phenomenon called geriatric peace that they think there would just be world peace because the population keeps aging on average everywhere. Hmm. So old people don't go to war.
1: Mm-hmm, that's true you don't hear much about like the roman uh, geriatric army no it's <laughs> more like
0: restless young people and like, i have to prove myself and win the heart of uh, helene of troy or whatever <laughs> stupid idea they had the exception yeah. being maybe this like, woman is so beautiful we should we should kill a million people
1: <laughs> do you watch game of thrones because maybe like the white no, walkers are supposed to be symbolic of a geriatric army the white walkers okay. are like this impeding force that of, like, how can zombie. you watch
0: game of thrones and not watch twin Pe- shame on you
1: I do <laughs> not watch Twin Peaks. I tried to explain to you. There's a social contract I have with a. like But you Kristen, did watch Game of Thrones, which is a lot of seasons. Yeah, but because th- that's because Kristen wanted to watch it. Like every show that I, I watch I every show that I watch is, You're too is in relation with my partner. Yeah. And so You know how
0: how parents sometimes force their kids to watch certain things or learn certain things? Mm-hmm. You can do the same for Kristen.
1: No, I, yeah, yeah, I know I'm not very good at that. I, I don't like telling people what to do. No, I agree. I it, prefer it's, the, it's it's like
0: putting on music. Now you should listen to this. This is off. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay. really uh, uh, I spoke to some people who were very disappointed in the last season of Twin Peaks, but I really loved it. It it, it didn't um, it didn't try to redo or recreate the mood and you keep the show starts and it, the, everything's changed so much. It's even in different locations, mm-hmm. and you keep longing. When are, when is everything gonna get back to the good old Twin Peaks vibe? And you just you just keep they the, keep dangling the carrot in front of you, and it's, uh, yeah.
1: So uh, it's incredible. Getting back onto tech news though, yeah, <laughs> it's like te- the title of this podcast will be tech news and. Twin Peaks thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think uh,
0: we're becoming more and more like every other podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of (laughs) Twin Peaks podcasts,
1: but Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, did have a tremendous influence on, on, on contemporary media, like the original series. I respect that, but it does get us into contemporary media. Hopefully if we talk about one other huge announcement was what King Zuckerberg announced on uh, Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, or uh, you know, Yeah, like he came down Zuckerberg from mountain with the with
0: yeah. <laughs> Ten Commandments.
1: Yeah, he came down from Olympus. Uh, and, and the Zuck t- has
0: <laughs> He touched and our this news is feeds. our life now. Yeah,
1: so there was a blog <laughs> post. And I'm so
0: happy I'm not on Facebook.
1: There's a blog post and a video Facebook put out, which has been, I think, widely covered. But it actually didn't end up in my... Att- it took me a day to really understand what was going on. So it was just all, all, all of a sudden matter of fact, because it really affects the news media, so... The news media started talking about it. Um, basically, Facebook is no longer going to—they're changing their algorithm in your news feed to favor personal interactions or debates, as they put it, um, like hot topic discussions between you and your friends. Yeah, and, so and, people
0: to people, not people to media.
1: Yeah. So, and they're going to de-emphasize like memes, uh, cat video kind of stuff, but also news, uh, which they had previously said we're going to be the new news empire, right? And so they had built up this thing. Of course, then they. Uh, Affected the election. It seems that
0: Instagram is the people to people place.
1: Mm, Already. Like they already have that product, but it's got a lot of advertising in it. I don't know if you noticed that um, like every four Instagram posts now is an ad.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a bit less for me, but I don't know why. Uh. Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: actually, I feel like this Facebook thing is um, this year is like signaling a bunch of things because Snapchat is also going through some major changes. Yeah. But like social media, this is the year where, you know, it's kind of like the MySpace year or something where it either jumps the shark or it reinvents itself. But people... Yeah,
0: it's, it's funny because they can re- reinvent it, <clears throat> but then maybe someone else comes along and, and scoops up the, the desire. So if people do want that hysteric, hysterical news and that fear-driven anxiety, then maybe they'll go somewhere else for their fix. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's interesting so it's- how dominant Facebook is or if someone else comes along and is like, "Hey, remember that Facebook that made you uh, feel like the world is ending? We're back." Yeah, we it's funny it because the
1: way Kristen uses Facebook, she hates when I talk about her on the podcast, but uh, let's just call her K. <laughs> That's a terrible cover. Uh, but before bed, she's always just scrolling through different pet videos, like, you know, cats doing weird things and it cheers her up. Uh, if she's had a hard day or something. And so that was the specific content that Facebook says makes people feel bad, like in this post, and that they're not going to allow that to happen anymore. But like, that's like legitimately something that she seeks out yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. But for. for that- a
0: lot of for a lot of people, Facebook is a newsfeed. They don't even it, the the it seems. I'm just responding to what I see in my direct family. The, mm-hmm. the the we share photos and and news updates where we are on WhatsApp. We have a group, so mm-hmm. it's. Uh, maybe eight people, mm-hmm. because you don't have any privacy issues. Of like, is this picture going to show up in my boss's yeah, news we use feed, messages. So, we use Apple yeah. messages. So, it. Yeah. so it, it seems like family sharing one-to-one or one-to-group, that's in messaging apps. Yeah. Uh, so that's been solved. And then pictures of happiness of life are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, Facebook just seems like an RSS reader. That's how people use it. That If I see my mom, my mom is the only person I know who really... Uses uh, Facebook. Everyone else hates it, and so it just seems it's a news reader. It's it's, mean, a, it's to follow blogs. That's the wall or the f- f-
1: the wall or the feed was their key innovation when you think about it, though, right? Like, I, I like to think back to when I, I was in college, and it was like I I was waiting for my invitation. So I'm like old enough that like I can remember when you couldn't have Facebook and you were wait like I was waiting for it to come to my school, and. The thing we were all most excited about was sharing photos, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then also... Because like, you
0: had Flickr before, and it was too complicated for most people.
1: Yeah, but then also, you know, lurking, basically, but, like, checking out your friends and kind of, like... Seeing flirt- if someone's single. And, yeah, flirtation. So, I like, the, and the poke was, like, the the huge innovation that you could I guess they're someone. losing
0: a bit to the dating apps, huh? That part.
1: Yeah, they lost that. Like I think their whole company's had to change so many times cuz different people have picked off different parts of it. Yeah, and uh, it, of course Facebook is a graveyard of its previous features. Like if you look along that left panel, it's like, "Oh my god, like what? Yeah. they also do so, location so, food recommendations?" I didn't so know. So I that. think
0: I think groups it, it, just just so people know Facebook owns Instagram and owns uh, WhatsApp. So they have messaging, they have Messenger, and they have WhatsApp, and they have photo sharing, and and the photo sharing is attacking Snap, so they have that too. Yeah, but they, they don't Snapchat. have they don't have document collaboration. They don't have what LinkedIn does, so they don't have Google Docs. They don't have LinkedIn. And you mean they professional don't, profiles. And like they what? don't have dating apps. I think those three areas they're not ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is LinkedIn <laughs> of late. I've noticed that, like, I get way more interactions with my posts on LinkedIn than any other um, than than any Facebook post I ever put up. Like, I posted something; that had ten thousand views, uh, mind you. It might just be the way they expose the each post, but like, yeah. and then the yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah. Well, on Well, that's LinkedIn the mysterious thing
0: long. with the with the non chronological posts. So mm-hmm. it, you it, basically the when when social media started, you had twenty friends, so. Your news feed was not that full. So you would just, if, if you check in once every three days, you could go through the whole feed and absorb mm-hmm. everything. Right. But once you hit 5,000 friends, you can't read the whole feed. So the social networks will have to start guessing what interests right. you. And Algorithms, so this is the yeah. key. This is the key. I'm just trying to explain it to people who are not thinking, oh, no, you're doing this a every good day. job. You're doing but, a good so job. So the, the key thing is there's so much out there, it's so overwhelming, and they have to somehow either. They could listen to what other people like and be like, okay, well, this is popular, so we're going to show you that. Or they could make decisions based on who's paying. Facebook did that a lot where companies would pay to be on top of your feed. And I guess they still can. And now they're going to prioritize, again, interactions between people.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and But they're using an algorithm still. and so. They're saying it's going to be based but on. But publishers of are still
0: paying to get attention. Well, you know, it's a fun- big part of their yeah. business model.
1: They're also going to de-emphasize pages. Uh, you know, so if you yeah. were ever asked to like, you know, set up a goddamn page on Facebook, which is like,
0: yeah, uh, I have a page on Facebook, and it, it, it it's funny, it, it, my Instagram post forwards to that page, mm-hmm. and it, if an Instagram post gets 100 likes, then on Facebook, it's five. It's, it's like a yeah. factor of 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so
1: I have like a bunch of dead pages that like I, I actually yeah. feel like I should delete them. And I, a long time ago, I was like, no, I'm just going to be a person on Facebook, but they limit you to 5,000 friends. Yeah. Maybe they'll have to remove that limit. I've never understood it, frankly, because here's, here's I just a, want to interact directly with people.
0: Here's a question. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, my first Twitter account was at new Raphael, and then I started doing my food tweets there. Mm-hmm. then someone suggested, no, you should have new Raphael be updates on your work and make a separate account for the food Twitter. Mm. But now I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should delete my general Twitter and make my food Twitter new Raphael again. Or should I should keep the two. Yeah. Because uh, I... I, I uh, yeah, I just don't... Keep them separate. I, I like the okay.
1: Raphael food like because it's like a conceptual piece, you know?
0: Yeah, but I, th- I thought it's more funny if... The Only thing you can find of me are the food updates, and I don't use Twitter otherwise. But
1: oh, I see, I see,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's
1: funny in a mean way if people really want to keep up with you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, like, I don't know how much more there is to say about Facebook, I mean, but it's it, interesting.
0: It, 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 we, we could talk about social media in general, but uh, this is always what interests me uh, whenever I listen to other podcasts and they're reviewing gadgets. I'm always interested, yeah, but which one do you? use every day it's like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll review they'll complain about the iphone and they'll say oh this android phone came out with a great new feature and it's great and then everybody likes to hate on apple because you get lots of clicks mm-hmm. uh, but which phone do you use the most so I'm, I'm curious um do you use social media you're so busy you're so how much do you use it
1: um like i don't use facebook socially more than once a week i guess um I use Twitter more often. So when you of,
0: wake when you wake up, do you uh, what's your routine? Your digital routine.
1: So my digital routine would be to it used to be to check social media, but now it's just to read the news. Um, and what,
0: to read the news. Do you have the New York Times or? Yeah, yeah the, I
1: have the Times app, and I have Flipboard connected. Uh, so I usually use Flipboard, which is not, I, a weirdly not like a hugely popular. Product, and how much time
0: do you spend reading the news? About thirty minutes. So in in the morning like as you eat your cereal.
1: Yeah, or in bed while I'm waking up kind of yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. jolts me out of out of my Yeah. Slumbers. Your daily
0: dose of fear? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, like a, like it's a curated feed as well. Flipboard uses algorithms too, but it sprinkles the New York Times uh, like with other sources for me and that's what I like.
0: You've been a Flipboard fan for a long time. Huh? I think it's yeah.
1: a it's an undervalued uh, product, I'll just yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. Like um it's like some people find it dis- cringeworthy because it, it has this flip 3D effect, but I like reading one screen at a time. I actually don't like scrolling on a phone. I find it yeah, like, yeah, di- yeah. disorienting.
0: And so you don't? You, did you ever use it on an iPad?
1: Um I did briefly, but I find the iPad so, like this, this is taking us all the way back to CS, which is good. But the, I find yeah, mm-hmm. an iPad. It's like, where am I going to use this thing? I have to hold it. Like it's very awkward to hold. In bed, yeah, it's yeah, way yeah. too big. It, um, like I have to rest a whole arm on it or something or I have to sit yeah, up the
0: phone is pretty it, it's just always there and you only need one device you just have to charge one thing and
1: yeah. I'll tell you like iPhone 10 update just because this is a tech news roundup I am still like and I've tried to turn off the like the setting I'm really pissed off at Apple for this like shutting the phone down if it can't find a face so it, like puts the display to sleep if it can't see your face even when you turn off the settings it's still aggressively trying to turn it off <laughs> And Do I'm you like, find
0: Face ID a step back?
1: I'm just like stay on. Like I, I guess I have to set now a phone setting where it's like I'm gonna manually turn this phone on or off. <laughs> like okay. it's it's crazy. Face ID, yeah, it works. Is it because you have time. glasses? No, I'm in bed yeah. without glasses on. And I mean, I'm just like trying to relax with my phone, and maybe this I guess Facebook the Facebook thing version will be better. It comes back to this Facebook thing too, though. Like that, you could think this is good news. Great, right? Facebook is like you know making it all about human interaction again. But you could also be like, no, fuck you, Facebook, <laughs> fuck you, have stop trying to control You know things. Let take us back to the but like, very it, it, mechanical. This, feed. this to me is
0: is one of the most interesting computational problems, and uh, really, I would love to sit down with some mathematicians and some anthropologists like people from different fields of science to to really narrow this down, mm-hmm. which is, do you prioritize things by popularity? And then I think it's a simple math problem that if, no, this if is almost- there's a snowball effect, and it doesn't mean that the content is actually valuable, it's just more people are looking at it because more people are looking. And to me, it's most clear with restaurant reviews. The
1: biggest problem, though, is that these algorithms are increasingly opaque. And so... Like not yeah and in case, yeah yeah, in the yeah case but they also YouTube. get
0: more complex. That's the interesting thing to me. So it, let's start with restaurants because it's very visual. Like let's say there's a mm-hmm. hundred restaurants in your in a radius around you, mm-hmm. and a few people started liking them, and because people like them, uh, more people go check them out, mm-hmm. and people on average are hungry, so they're happy even to eat. So yeah. on average, they'll give it a, a above three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. So there's this snowball effect that has nothing to do yeah, yeah, with the quality of the food. About. Yeah. And it's and a so, confirmation bias that yeah, the algorithms, if, if, a, ba- then if over a restaurant gets from. bad reviews, then less people go. So it's I was talking to a friend and he was
1: saying like the, you know, I didn't realize that this was a big media thing, but I think he's like on Reddit. And so it's like hyper aware of it. Um, but it's, You know, worse when it might be creating, like you might be on YouTube and it might feed you a racist video and you watch it all the way through. Maybe you, you you know, got up to get a coffee or something. Maybe you're a racist. I don't know. But then like, it's going to convert you into more of a racist because it's it's going to recognize, oh, he likes racist videos. I'm going to
0: feed him more and more I want to break this problem down. It's it's, it's Mm -hmm. not, I I mean, it sounds petty. Like, oh, I want to find the best restaurant. That's not Mm -hmm. what it's about. But it's the same with artists where you're like, why am I not being noticed? And it's this weird thing of success being exponential, so you and it, it, I don't know in in math did you discuss how crazy I think Einstein said compound interest is the strongest force in the universe it mm-hmm. exponential is such a strange phenomenon so if yeah. you keep getting two percent people talk about investing if you get set I think a seven percent return within Ten years, your investment doubles that's how mm-hmm. crazy things and after that it gets really crazy. Exponential is really crazy. so mm-hmm. when I talk about the success of an artist, okay, you're doing a show, but the space was ugly, so the photos, the documentation don't really convey the excitement of that moment so the mm-hmm. the, the document and the other artist in, is in a five percent or ten percent better lit space, so their documentation looks better. so the next time they get a project yeah. They get invited to a nicer space and they have a better photographer. And there's a publicist as well. And the publicist gets it in the right context and the, the right uh, collector sees that magazine. And it's this snowball effect that can be... Uh, both the artists could be of equal quality. The work can be as innovative, as interesting, as beautiful. Um, but there's one has a snowball effect and one doesn't. So it, it it's just this... Basically, we have a an an over offering of of content everywhere of whatever you're interested in. And how do you get noticed? That's mm-hmm. maybe the, the the problem.
1: I mean, maybe the question is how do you get unnoticed uh, in a lot of ways? But why? Yeah. How, because if if that's what you're, you might make a bunch of decisions arbitrarily that you didn't want <laughs> to make. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then it might feed back to that. Yeah, and then yeah. It's yeah. Like, how well, do you depending
0: if them? you're if you're if you're selling or buying.
1: But we're back, to me, we're back there, therefore in this like kind of Snapchat moment where, you know, Snapchat actually, the the only innovation that's yeah. really important that they introduced was the idea of the ephemeral share. So you yeah. share a photo and it destroys itself and it they never still, exists again.
0: They still are the leader in that.
1: Yeah, Stories was a great, you know, great iteration on that. But like, we're back. like but the Stories algori- is
0: still oriented to a larger audience and Snapchat <clears> does a one-to-one ephemeral. So it's really hidden
1: but i think if these these algorithms were invented in the 90s because we had more management like experiences in our lives and 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 some would say worse technology but like more optimized for personal choice like a thousand buttons on things you would have we would have emerged probably some concept of the ephemeral algorithm that is to say what would how would you like your algorithm to behave today the algorithm behaves that way and then it destroys itself but instead what we have is like you said like this constantly like Roll this snowball that continues to roll down the hill, and we yeah, don't know. Regardless, where
0: it's going. if 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 the the kernel inside the snowball was the most interesting one,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's another piece of news. Facebook. But it's
0: it, it's it's <laughs> uh, also with all these tech platforms, they just work better if they dominate. Like if if you have an ecosystem that covers everything, everything mm-hmm. works together. And if you have lots of niche players that don't work together, then it's a very difficult experience mm-hmm. for the consumer. It's very hard to. all your devices and your car and your washing machine, everything to talk together. As
1: soon as the system gets uh, overly complex, it's almost impossible to change. A friend of mine was talking to uh, a friend at Amazon. It's like a lot of friends removed, but he was saying that, why is the Amazon website so ugly? And the gu- and the guy was like, "Well, it's really complicated and if we changed it, we might hurt performance." <laughs> and so like I feel
0: like it's ugly for to make it look affordable. If if it was designed too well, you would think, "Oh, this is probably because the products are not even that cheap. The just the design looks cheap so you think you're getting a good deal."
1: Well, I have a I have an Amazon seller account now, and if you think the front of Amazon looks bad,
0: <laughs> a friend of mine has an Amazon seller account. He says it's so bad, like you upload a square image and your browser crashes. And it, <laughs> it
1: looks literally and you, like you email the first support website and ever created. Like, <laughs> it, you
0: email support and like, yeah, they know. We know you have to um, take a take a Safari window and put a Firefox window next to it, and uh, uh, put a Chrome window in the middle, and then some one of those will yeah they have tips like that
1: really yeah workarounds yeah. yeah i was uh surprised i i it cost me money so i'm like looking for hey actually maybe i'll advertise this if anyone wants to sell anything through doo, amazon doo, doo, doo. Ads. <laughs> yeah ads we don't have an ad from the listener but like i have an amazon seller account and i'm not selling anything on it but it cost me 50 dollars a month i why did you get sell, it because i wanted to sell uh, I wanted to create. Originally, I was like, "Oh, this would be interesting." This on Shopify, it like popped up. I could like have this channel, and then I was like, "Oh, I have to do this and this." And then I was like, I was halfway through the this complicated process of becoming an Amazon seller, like uploading my password and stuff. And then by then, I was like, "I got to go all in." <laughs> so hmm. It's like you kind of get have to get approved, and you have to do ba- little microtransactions. It's not easy. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was like, I could sell artwork through this, like. And see, and I think that would be interesting. Like, what if you started a private gallery? And what's the
0: percentage they get?
1: Um, they get, a, it's a very small percent. It's like 3%. I have to double check. But here's the thing that I want to do I wanted to do is create a private gallery on Amazon. Like, basically, I think, like, I don't know why that doesn't exist, but I would, ha- there'd be like, if you look up art on Amazon, it's like really bad. But what if it was like I was competing against Artsy? On Amazon, I don't know. Yeah, or against really Gagosian. Gagosian, yeah. yeah. I just think it would be funny. Um, like I'd be like Instant Pot, and then next to that, Jeff. Coons
0: would you <laughs> Would you buy art if you saw it on Amazon? No, like I, I like, I mean, like, like I was, let's say you you recently bought a, a Navajo rug. Oh yeah, if it was was it Amazon? Navajo or another tribe? No, it's Navajo. Yeah. Uh, you're very excited about it, you're, the price of, of an, a native textile compared to young contemporary art, and this has been shown in museums, and it uh, has yeah. a lot of social discourse, and it's uh, Indi- like beautiful. Indigenous, indigenous yeah. art is
1: underpriced, in my opinion, yeah, but keep yeah. going.
0: So would you have bought that on Amazon if um, there was a seller?
1: That's a good question. Maybe Because you, 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 you
0: saw it in person on a trip, so that's...
1: Yeah, I wouldn't buy. That's a nice buy, experience. Uh, You're right. Art, has, uh, one of a kind. Art has a story that you want to, uh, like, and you want to see it in person. You want to make. You want to touch it. You want to know what the quality. There's like. another
0: thing that, it, it, um, if, if you've seen, let's say, you've seen five works of an artist, and but you see number six online and it's available for a good price, then. Mm-hmm. You, you trust the brand and you yeah, like, okay, I know true. the material. Yeah. That makes sense. So maybe maybe you start getting obsessed with Navajos and you want to buy more <laughs> for your family. And then you start to know, okay, the, there's, there's this thread and there's that fabric and there's this era. Right. And uh, you, then you definitely feel comfortable buying them online. Well, maybe to get this
1: back to the tech roundup, like this, um, this Christmas, I bought everyone an Amazon Echo. And I can see like, if the Echo is aware of my home and I was like, hey, Alexa, I'm looking for does,
0: something When for the you living say, room. hey, Alexa, does something light up in your house?
1: Uh, I don't even have an Echo. I bought it for everyone except myself. Why,
0: why did you buy it for everyone? Because
1: I wanted to see what would happen. Oh. <laughs> like if they would use it. I often buy new technologies for friends before I buy them for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but to observe them.
0: Do you, um, do they like it? Does anyone use uh, them?
1: Well, I'm like I. They just got them like a couple of weeks ago, so I'm gonna check. Well, in.
0: Well, I I feel like with a winning technology, a couple of weeks, someone's mm. completely. De- it's definitely enough time to know if people use it. If you if you gave someone an iPhone, within mm. a couple of weeks, it's glued to their hands.
1: Yeah, but with my parents, I actually have to like I'm gonna have to go make a trip to set it up at their house and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To set thing. up the
0: the light bulbs and the. Yeah, exactly,
1: you know. and I've done that for a few other things, and then. And I thought it wasn't going to be a big deal, but then they'll say, like, it changed my life. Like, the, uh, they have a Nest camera, and that literally changed their life. But anyway, want to get back did, to the... Yeah, well, let's
0: talk about it. Like, how, did, well, how do they change it?
1: You, because they have it at, a, like, they have a, a like a, a place in the country that they go. Um, oh, okay. And it, the weather depend, it depends on the weather, whether you mm. can go there or not. And so they can, like check and see how much snow fell and they can just check in on things it seems yeah. like a small thing but to them it's like the the alternative was driving two hours so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or asking a neighbor or something yeah, yeah yeah, uh anyway but on the tech side of things echo uh, the amazon echo is like um you know you could ask it for art recommendations but i only i want to bring it almost back to ces in a way which is that like echo and alexa is like built into almost, like, every device that was advertised at CES this year. So well, last year, like, right? Like, last well, again, year was
0: all Alexa, and now it's all Google's Assistant.
1: But even again this year, that's what Google was trying to do, I think. Like, they tried to hype up their Google Assistant. Um, but, like, the le- like every light switch, every fridge, like, everything was talking in Alexa. There were headphones with Alexa built in now. And yet, it's really interesting, because like you rarely hear... Your point about, like, what do they think so far? You rarely hear almost anyone praising this device. And apparently there are now over 40 million Echoes in American homes. Um, so it's like, it's one, like, the space race on, like, home assistance. Or at least it'll, unless yeah. it ends up in a junk drawer in everyone's house. But like, I, my vo- I think
0: most people use it as a music player.
1: But my parents-in-law, my in-laws got three over Christmas. So they, they each bought one for each other, and then I bought them a third. And so, that so maybe there's less than 40 million people with it, but like, that's a, that's a lot to invest in something that you, you don't hear anyone saying like, oh, it's really changed my life, you know? Um, yeah, funny. It's a bit what, of a, we'll like an iPhone moment, I think. Like,
0: what, 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 um, consumer tech, so you, uh, a smart lock, you would like that? Anything else? Yeah, well, the the other big
1: news, I think, at CS and these types of things is, like, TVs. And one of the innovations, I think, that I'm always paying attention to is, um, like, screen technologies. And last year, like, OLED started to become uh, more of a, like, reality for potential... So, better
0: better contrast?
1: But, no, but this year, it was, like, there was a surprising announcement from LG's, like, not LG Consumer, but LG, like, Technology. Um, They had, like, a rollable... OLED screen. Yeah, I don't understand um,
0: how that's useful. But
1: uh, well, I found it interesting because um, they were looking. It was almost like a projector screen. Like you could roll it up and roll it down, or you yeah, could roll who, it to different who, aspect ratios.
0: If, if let's say that that thing costs seven thousand bucks, how often are you going to roll it up and go somewhere and unroll it and hang it?
1: <laughs> no, it was like in a little. Thing that automatically unrolled it, and rolled it. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but that is then funny. It makes, like, it's not. It's like you're going on a family picnic and you have to unroll the screen. So you are going back to the 1960s. Um, yeah, I it was it, it, it
0: seems it's a little bit in between a projector and a TV. So the, a projector is something that is kind of invisible, and then you make the room dark, and you watch a big movie. Mm-hmm. And a TV, you can always watch something for five minutes. Well, I bring but it up the,
1: because because like yeah. rolling TV, like rolling screens. Yeah, they're trying to make
0: rolling phones. It's like a weird sci-fi dream, right?
1: Yeah, it's a sci-fi dream that's always existed. Like Samsung also has this patent for a foldable phone, and it's rumored to come out later this year. Um, And it's all based on all of this research to fold and roll screens has been based on science fiction fiction imagery. It's never been based on any consumer need or demand. (laughs) I I could
0: see an industrial design that you would want uh, flexible screens as a material so that but it, they always
1: uh, refer to the magazine or newspaper like oh the rolled up newspaper yeah, if yeah, only yeah. we could roll up our screens <laughs> I was like I, you know what the first <laughs> thing I do the with a rolled up newspaper news- yeah, exactly. put it on the table lay it flat <laughs> yeah. the first thing you do with a rolled up newspaper is fucking unroll it like yeah. why why, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway I think yeah. maybe for portability or something but I never almost never roll my magazines in fact I, I try and avoid all costs because then the pages anyway it just—it's a weird fantasy, and it's coming alive this year, and I thought that was interesting. On a, on a flip side, um, is Samsung announced like this concept for TVs called the Wall? Did you see that? And basically, it's yeah. like a TV that you can—that's made that, out of that bricks. That makes
0: sense. I, I think it would be off, awesome for exhibitions. Well, we've talked about it.
1: We've talked about it on this podcast before too. You could I think. build
0: TV, a screen in the size of the wall. Or, yeah. And so I had uh, the opportunity. But we should, to, we like, should, I'm going to start a museum for. Um, technology failures. Just all the worst products of every CES every year that didn't make it. <laughs> like
1: in the new season of Black Mirror? Did you watch the new season of Black Mirror? Oh, no, no. Is the, it good? A, the last episode is a museum of failed ideas that didn't make it into Black Mirror, basically. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, the, but the wall thing we have talked about as a concept where it's like, you know, uh, I I got to work with an LED wall, and you talked about having a museum show earlier this year where you got to work with those kind of LED walls, and those are always made out of these little snapping cubes. Yeah, 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 And the intensity is so amazing. Yeah, and I could just see like architect architects and interior designers being the channel well. That's when that, like, screens
0: become a flexible material. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it's, it it's just an element in the, in an interior where it can be like, okay. I want a stripe of screens over there, and I want a block of screens over there. And... But I think the
1: news media is like missed this one, or like it kind of flew under the radar. And I think it's not well, going it,
0: to be. It, it seems it's not a consumer product. It's more for public spaces. But that's where I'm saying.
1: Like I think architects and interior designers and people who care about space will pick it up, and then it'll become a trend at some point. And they'll blow up. Like, of course do you, you don't have, have a TV. TV in your
0: living room. <laughs> you fool! A TV in your living?
1: Oh, do I actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah like it sounds like that's like, a rhetorical question. Because it kind for of makes, it,
0: it, in terms of decorating a house, it's really, it, it's very problematic. It, it it's this big black rectangle if it's turned off, mm-hmm. and it's well, also parents, you, you, you have to direct everything towards that rectangle. Whereas if you want to create a social space and mm-hmm. have more people or, or I'm just thinking of my parents' apartment. They have a beautiful view, but mm-hmm. all the seats are turned opposite of the view because the TV <laughs> yeah. is on the wall, so it right, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> so you can only stand and look at it. yeah, well, I had my parents over for New Year's, which I you know I don't have my parents over that often. And they're like, wow, the house is really coming together. You've really made some beautiful adjustments. But my father was fixated on my TV. He's like, the bezels, they're so thin. (laughs) Like like he was just like Mm. so thrilled. Like my dad, you know, like a father kind of stereotype is obsessed with TV. You've made it.
0: You've made it, my son. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I've
1: never, I've never seen him more proud of (laughs) me. It's like, is this how much did this TV cost? It's like, yeah. Dad, like this is what TVs I, look like. I know,
0: like I know. You you helped all these villages in Africa build a school, but this TV, is beautiful.
1: <laughs> and he's like stainless steel finishes on a TV. He was, it was like blowing. His mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so CES TVs, that, those are the two things that stuck out for me. Were there any other CES things that we didn't cover off that were uh, interesting to you? I don't
0: know. I, to summarize, I'm, I'm excited about electric cars and self-driving cars. And mm-hmm. I would love it if, my, if I uh, items in my uh, pants pockets could be minimized.
1: Mm-hmm. so that like yeah. that's the sum like in fact that's what every, i would like that's what every I, like next year 2019 we come back to the the show and we're like okay so how are we doing on the keys <laughs> how are yeah right? we doing on the wallet
0: i don't and, foresee the key problem being solved in the next 20 years for me but you could
1: easily install the lock that i just mentioned i mean you can't get yeah rid of the but phone. i would still
0: need the f- the front door key and the the mailbox key so it's mm. just one key I lose and it's a security hazard and if the electricity fails and etc. But the, 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 well, you could just put them in a lockbox outside your house. Like you yeah, can But the, the inconvenience, the, the convenience gained of, so my keychain has four keys, one wow. for the front door, two for the my personal door and one for the, mm-hmm. so I would lose two keys out of four. Mm. It, it it would have to be all or nothing. It's the same with the wallet. Like you, you would want the app all mm-hmm. the apps to just not make a wallet a thing anymore.
1: It would appall you to know that I have three separate keychains, all of them with more than four keys. But yeah. like previously in like Victorian times, like the size of your keychain—I well, don't know if it was in Victorian times—would would have indicated the like size of your wealth and prestige.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think well, the keychain good needs for to them. be. Yeah. The
1: keychain needs an upgrade. It needs to feel more glamorous, more excited.
0: Mm. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Like,
1: what if your keys were made of uh, gold and you could wear them around your neck?
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Just play with it. That's yeah. all I'm But saying.
0: imagine a city with just the sounds of electric cars.
1: Yeah, I am looking forward to that because I live on a major boulevard in a downtown area. Um, so there's like four lanes of traffic outside my...
0: Is it the same middle. in Canada where... the? the- Garbage trucks and the construction machine and the the big trucks all look like this from the 1940s and they're super loud. (laughs) Certainly, like, because
1: there's as much construction in New York as there is here. And it's like, when will these, like... These tr- trucks that are built for carrying dirt, you're right. They've never been upgraded. No, like, it's fine. <laughs> they, they just carry dirt. <laughs> they just have to get the dirt from point A to point B. <laughs> Don't invest in this thing. It's like that Those, movie
0: Cars with the animated cartoon cars. <laughs> and it's like the old guy with but, a cigar in his mouth. And you're like, oh, I can still do it. I think the worst
1: part, too, is like whenever they go, they go over the slightest bump, we all know that sound. It's like <laughs> boom,
0: boom, 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 boom. But it's <laughs> like the, it's the rest, like, of, I think it's just North America. Because even Brazil, the... Cars are more modern and like, more quiet. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad here, but I, that type of truck I can't hear from the the yeah. altitude I'm at. I'm like, um, I, I don't know closer. if
0: Asia will always be the future. If it's just always been the future, but when you're there, all the the trucks are much smaller and cleaner and. Oh, but quiet. you bring up
1: bring up a really good point. Another bit of big news uh, at the Intel keynote, which was a horror show in a way to watch, um, was like. Uh, This quadcopter kind of um, personal transportation, um, you know, like it was a drone for people that um, is already like being advertised for use in Dubai. And it's like, um, yeah, that's where the future is. It's a helicopter that's easy to fly. Anyone can fly at a four year old or whatever. And uh, and it's like a, it can be autonomous, and that, but it's funny like they. And I it watched runs the, for
0: eighteen minutes or something.
1: That's right. Like I was talking, they were like the CEO was talking about like now the people aren't happy with the battery power, but it's what's <laughs> possible with current technology. And it was like people aren't happy because. You know, 30 minutes will probably get you across the city. But what if, like, there's, like, some issue with battery longevity and suddenly and it's, like... Wind, and, and the wind. And the wind. It's, like, <laughs> 10 minutes and you're, sh- you're like, in the sky. <laughs> and he's, like, but we have this jet-propelled uh, parachute that, like... And so there's oh a little boy. rocket that propels a parachute up. And, and they're, like, it, it propels it through the spinning blades, which are not protected. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. It's, like... The t- <laughs> <laughs> I could just see, like, some Saudi prince is, like, dies chopped in... Chopped his head chopped, off. Chopped... Dr- yeah, drone, oh, drone battery man. fails. Saudi prince dies. It's, like, the next wealthy kind of disaster. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's range anxiety for uh, life or death situations, basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other tech news. Well, We haven't done an episode on cryptocurrencies, but uh, that's oh, yeah. co- going as it's going. It's uh,
1: so, no, but I think this is um, interesting. Like, I, I think I'm the hard thing con-
0: now is which crypto do you choose?
1: So, yeah, like, like what I find stunning is like literally just before I got on the podcast, a friend was like, at work, was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to put a thousand dollars into cryptocurrencies. Another friend at work has put in five thousand, has managed to create sixty thousand dollars worth of wealth for themselves this year. And then I was talking to a friend last night, and he's like, you know, I realize this thing is a huge bubble when like. A friend of mine who I, you know, that's from high school, whom I never thought would be successful. You know, that like kind of thing people say under their breath, like, you know, Daniel or something. <laughs> you wouldn't believe, like, he came up to me and he's like, I'm big into cryptocurrencies. And he realized that like this, this kind of like bubble has reached a popular culture level. Where- yeah,
0: but it, it's still not mainstream. So there's still a lot of room for the bubble to grow.
1: Well, the other thing is, like this guy that made sixty thousand dollars at my office, he he was like, "It's all speculation." And so, this idea that like um, that it's there's real value being created, it's absolutely not. It's very much the tulip uh, story, you know, the the first bubble. Well, but other- but
0: if if you think about it, like if you accept that it's a bubble and speculation, you could still think about it as. Okay, did Facebook add real value to our lives? Probably not, but mm-hmm. it did grow. So you, you you can say okay, the the amount of attention that so this is like a social network, but just people chipping in mm-hmm. to hopefully get rich. And as long as more people keep coming, and if you walk out at the right time, yeah, but guess how much money. it costs
1: so, to to take your money out? How much? So like the the minimum transaction to like get Bitcoin into dollars, I think is like one hundred and fifty dollars, right? So, you know, like, you're going to want to make... No, no, but
0: I'm, I'm, I'm saying if, if the whole world had... Uh-huh. If, 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 let's say that the potential is 100 million people put in 100 bucks. Yeah. Or maybe 1,000 bucks. There's still so many people that didn't do that, so... To me, it's I'm, such
1: a tragedy because yeah. that value could be helping... Like, no, that,
0: that's the dumb thing. It's the storage of, of money with no other purpose than uh, speculation. It's such a pyramid scheme. It's like well, it uh, is a pyramid scheme. It's not such a pyramid. It it is it is the world's most efficient pyramid scheme, but <laughs> the, I think the only difficult thing right now is is it's a it's a guaranteed pyramid scheme that will pop at some point. But I think it still has a long way to go. And I think it's when just it pop- which one do you p- pick? Because there's a million different uh, right. pyramid right. And when schemes. it pops, I think like because.
1: <clears throat> i mean i don't know i don't think it's yet at the point where people are putting their retirement savings into this thing no so when it pops i think it's just gonna be like yay like a like a new year celebration but the
0: or the, uh, the other thing that's different than the tulip bulb era is that it's global so it might pop in one country and then people are like oh it's a bargain now so i'm gonna invest in mm. it and it pops in so for it to to pop all over the world at the same time i think that's it's interesting. It's, it's maybe it goes back to the snowball effect of Yelp and, and success and uh, trends and digital attention and algorithms. But but the thing it's, is, it's
1: no longer just Bitcoin. Like no, exactly. Like, there's
0: Ripple and there's Ethereum and Litecoin. Yeah, so Ripple
1: it, surpassed Ethereum this week. And I think
0: Ripple is its value is higher than McDonald's right now.
1: Yeah, apparently the actually the the CEO is worth more than the founders of Google. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, anyway like uh, this guy was at work he was saying like you have to now ch- you can trade between currencies on these new platforms and there's one called binance that's like very popular and basically people are now speculating between currencies so it's like oh bitcoin's gonna go up ethereum's gonna go down da, da, da. and so it's creating this whole virtual stock market and it's just i don't know it just seems like ah it's like the antithesis of everything we should be focused on in this time yeah I well
0: it, it, it is funny um, as an artist just because This whole podcast is very generic topics, but I'll bring it back to art a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we've just been talking about tech. So as an artist, as financial advice, basically what you want is time to dream. That's the most valuable thing. So romantic. Yeah. And so um, you might get an assistant or you might get a studio or you might invest in things that will help you to have time to dream. So the the first step is getting out of your day job. You're making things and you're getting more attention. You get out of your day job. You have all the... Then the thing with artists is that your income fluctuates. So once you're at the, at the level that you don't need a day job, you have a really good year. The art market is great. Your, your art is in style for two years. And you have a surplus. So you have some savings. And capitalism plays this funny joke on savings that because of inflation, your money is worth less over time. So it's like a chokehold. You have to invest. hmm an artist could invest in expanding and then you could get a studio or you could get assistance and things like that. But that will increase your costs. So when you have the not so good year, that is very stressful.
1: A lot of artists don't understand, though, that having debt is better than having money.
0: Mm, I don't know if that's true. That's true for a lot of businesses. I'm not sure if that's true for art.
1: But if it's invested, that's what I mean. Like debt, yeah, yeah. But, Like but money sitting in a bank is not a good thing.
0: Well, it, I always call it my creative insurance. So mm-hmm. it means I have money in the bank and it means if I have a year that's not as good as the last year, mm-hmm. I don't have to start teaching. No, no, that, yeah. That's and point. so again, like it, this this myth, uh, this chokehold saying like, oh, you should always be in debt and you should always take risks. And, uh, I don't know if that's always true. If If what you really want is to be Sitting on a beach, dreaming about new works and not mm-hmm. be stressed. It, it depends on your personality. I, I think people like Damien Hurst and Jeff Koons are, are big business people who constantly borrow money to make bigger works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends what you want to do. But let's say that you want to make watercolors of flowers every day and not worry. Mm-hmm. Then you want a stress-free life so you can just look at the flowers. Mm-hmm. So... The point is, let's say that you've saved up your creative insurance and that just means, okay, even if I don't sell anything this year, I can still 100% focus on my work. Uh, Then do you leave it in the bank or do you put it in crypto? And Mm. to me, the the trade-off with crypto or any investment is that it takes away your attention. So again, if your main focus is just having your head empty so you can think of art uh, but instead you're just checking all the cryptos all the time and you're reading articles, should I put it in this one now, should I switch it to that one? And before you know it, you can't look at flowers anymore because you're just looking at the, the, the news feed. The, it's the same as Facebook. It, it's just another app you're just constantly asking for your attention. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, uh, yeah, but I just, I don't know. If, besides that, it's morally wrong for the environment, like, um, yeah, the amount of carbon being. Well, I, I
0: think they'll figure some. I think in five years, they'll, if if any bubble of crypto bursts, it'll just be a better technology. There will be well, a better technology that requires less uh, GPU, CPU. and well, there was a, faster transactions, cheaper transactions.
1: I actually don't think that's going to happen. I would think governments are going to get involved because China actually intervened this week. No, but
0: but crypto came out of nothing, so the next thing will come out of nothing.
1: Yeah, maybe it'll be like offshoring crypto will be the thing.
0: Like. I, I will say I'm I'm excited for this episode because we keep coming back to technology that I am excited about. And so mm-hmm. I think we both hate currency exchange rates and banking wiring fees because we both mm-hmm. do things abroad in many different countries and different oh, currencies. Yeah. And you get killed with these fees. I I think um, I'm losing 5 to 7% of, of my income in banking fees. Yeah. And, and FinTech and it's, is
1: kind of loving that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so if there was a, for example, there's TransferWise. They still take a pretty big percentage and their exchange is still, they still make a lot of money on this. It. So it's better than the banks. Mm-hmm. And TransferWise, I don't know if this is getting too detailed for our audience, but let's say you're an artist like yourself and you do performances between 1000 thousand and five thousand and 5000 bucks. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're, you're a starting artist and you're doing a lot of stuff for a thousand bucks and you do a performance in euros, you do one in pounds, you do one in yen, you mm-hmm. travel and everything has a $40 transaction fee. And sometimes you have to pay to buy materials abroad and get yes. them shipped to you. Yeah. So let's say that in a year you do 20 trans- transactions of a thousand bucks back and forth in different ex- exchange rates yeah. Yeah. and you're losing 5% on exchange rates plus 40 bucks. Uh, 20, 20 transactions at forty dollars. You've lost eight hundred dollars plus five percent. That's if we could solve that with an open source payment system. Mm-hmm. That that's the dream for me. That's There's really like, it, it, an effortless, no fee transaction. Wikipedia of money trust mm-hmm. whatever it is. That's that's where we get interested. Well, several governments
1: that. have proposed their own uh, digital currencies, and I think Estonia has one. In Canada, they proposed one. Um I think it's only a matter of time, probably, whether but, it's open or not and how yeah, yeah. it's probably- you can, it,
0: it, So you need a um, a crypto that is quick to transact, good for the environment, not a Ponzi scheme, stable, but you know, I would
1: want it to be backed by a government, personally. That's why I bring up the state issue, and that's so why China China is actually shutting down and making it illegal to yeah, but have it, it, a Bitcoin mine. For me,
0: the problem to solve is not within the country, but between countries. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm losing money. Right. And This is really an issue for me. There's like you you used to have several accounts in different currencies. Right? I still do. Yeah. Yeah. I keep
1: accounts in, all, in three currencies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then but, as soon as you would want to cash-in, you would still have to convert it to your local currency. Uh, yeah, but within
1: your own institution. So, like, I'm, my bank uh, allows me to have... Which bank is that? In Canada, it's called CIBC.
0: Okay, because my Chase Bank doesn't allow different currency accounts, but...
1: Uh, really? They charge
0: well, $40 for each transaction I receive or send. You know what, work. actually,
1: you're reminding me that when I lived in the U.S., I, I was with m and which is a small upstate New York bank, and I was always getting dinged with like ridiculous fees. It's crazy, like, yeah. Um, and here, well, I, I it's think bad, already just, just to, to have bad. an
0: account is forty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hopefully someone will email us. And it TransferWise for a while had this thing called borderless account. So the idea is that they have money in different denominations and. If you receive euros, it, it, mm-hmm. any- I'm
1: biting my tongue because I have a lot of information on this, um, and we probably should do a whole episode. But oh yeah, like,
0: you're in this space. Huh? I actually, <laughs> that's right.
1: Like I work at a company that makes money from transaction fees, um, and it's m- more complicated than. Uh, then, It's like more than a five-minute talk for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So this could be a good talk, but I think it's very relevant to our audience. I'm sure mm-hmm. whether you're a developer or an artist or a, a designer, I think a lot of people freelance in different countries and uh, it's yeah, not like- fair to have... I can say this. 5% the most po- of your money yeah. taken for something that is, is just some digits going back and forth.
1: Well, the most popular product we ever had in our product was a PayPal product called PayPal PayFlow Pro for Business. <laughs> Terrible name. But it was like 50 cent flat rate transactions on any amount.
0: Oh, yeah. That sounds like. Um,
1: and so we actually don't have that in our new product. And there are like certain people... Like the only reason, like it changed their life when we introduced this like fifty cent transaction thing, because uh, we don't have that anymore. And this has a lot to do with PayPal, and maybe I can't speak about. it. So PayPal um,
0: doesn't allow it anymore. Yeah, it's because they, they charge compli- three to four percent, right? For there's more
1: complicated business machinations, which I have to clarify whether I can talk about or not. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 And the, well, we we,
0: is, we uh, one of the requests of uh, our audience was to do an episode about money, and we both agreed it's kind of a tough. Um, it's it's a sensitive subject because you might uh, legally not be able to say things, or you might touch on things that are. Um, it's kind of fucked things up. Things you're actually. in the middle of, yeah. and yeah. yeah, but it it I've I've done three or four guests like a day of teaching, and the one question everybody wants to know is how do I make money with art? So I I understand why everyone would want to know that. It's not it's not as as crude as like. I want to get rich, it's, no, I want to spend all my time on art. That's why I want to make money. So Yeah, and I think in art,
1: there's a lot of, most of the time, you're carrying the debt of the institution or the collector or the gallery, so you're always making the work up front, and so you carry all the costs. And this is true of a small business owner, too. And then you're also getting dinged on the money you receive to pay down your debts. And so it can often feel like the world is like really stacked against you. And I think it is worth talking about it in terms of like strategies for dealing with well, that Well, it would reality. be nice if
0: we were like, well, there's this uh, product and you have a virtual bank account and there's no transaction fees. It, I wish it was that easy. but
1: Maybe it is. I mean, I know that there are a few um, startup type banks. Chase, is, Chase, it's funny that you mentioned you're with Chase because they just bought this company called WePay. We pay is actually what powers our transactions uh, for credit cards uh, at FreshBooks, um, but like Chase is trying to be all these big banks, these old stodgy banks are trying to get into technology. Here in Toronto this week, there was a big announcement that TD Bank, which is one of the world's largest banks, now bought an AI company. And you're like, wait a second, what are you going to do with that? And they're like, the future is like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and I, uh, so actually, there's a lot of um, AI, actually, well, I do know what they're going to do with that, but like a lot of what's going on in the background, so people know, is like uh, a lot of the fees are relative to fraud, and a lot of what's happening is new models and artificial intelligence are being applied to predict when people are going to be fraudulent. But what you might, what might occur, of course, is that mistakes happen uh, within these systems. But it's all based on risk analysis. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but fraud but, yeah. costs the industry a tremendous amount. That's why we pay fees. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And 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 with crypto, it really feels like uh, it's such anarchy. Like your money might be, there might be an error, and all of a sudden your money is gone.
1: Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's the risk that you're, you're assuming all the risks. Crypto right? heists and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that, like, we should just do a whole money episode and maybe go deep on crypto and a bunch of other things and I can yeah. talk about, as much as I can, about how the fintech world works from behind the scenes. And, um, yeah. So what do yeah, we... But we're we
0: excited about the possibilities of... I, I, I feel like we're we're, we're it's been a, a funny flip. Like, last episode, last episode I sounded really uh, hopeless, I think, because we were talking about progress. But uh, I'm, hmm. I'm excited about uh certain aspect i think you can get really cynical because if if people are like oh the new iphone has a 10 percent better lens and you're like oh is this really Mm -hmm. worth it but if we can really change traffic and pollution and solar energy and uh banking and those are Mm -hmm. fundamental things that uh it's not bullshit
1: we did talk actually all of the tech we talked about today in some ways has like a deep cultural impact yeah um and in, in some cases, really deeply bad. In other t- t- cases, there's potential for good. Um, yeah, so you actually, we don't have an ad this week, but I did want to mention while we're just on the topic of currencies that we do have uh, both t-shirts and mugs for sale on our website. And I've been entertaining the idea of new products. So if you have an idea for a new product that you'd like us to sell with obscene amounts of branding on it, uh, let us know. I discovered this week while I was browsing through like the dashboard for our Shopify, uh, which powers our, our, the shopping cart experience on our website that how much do you pay for Shopify? So uh, yeah, I pay for Shopify, like 40 bucks Canadian a month, like $30 American. Um, on top of which then I pay transaction fees, um, through PayPal who handles the, like, um, the transactions, um, And which is another percentage. And then on top of that, what I had miscalculated, I was like, wait a second, the profits don't look so good. Uh, (laughs) I was looking at several transactions recently because my PayPal account was like not increasing very, very readily. And it was like 76 cents. Wow, we're really, this is like razor thin (laughs) margins. That's not what I calculated previously. But what I had failed to do is miscalculate, I miscalculated what uh, the international shipping rates would be.
0: So the shipping is included in the price. Is that the problem? No,
1: so I, the on the on the thirty dollars Shopify plan, you can only set fixed shipping costs for different regions for the world. Oh, no. So you can have world, Canada, and the United States, and then for if you upgrade, you can have variable <laughs> shipping options. But it's like for me to upgrade, it's like another monthly fee, and I don't make that. We don't make that much off the
0: platform. So so. so- you you got Shopify and the Amazon account sort of as experiments to think direct to consumer and, mm-hmm. and all the funny keynotes you've seen of improving lives. You're like, oh, let's try if this works for us.
1: Well, this is all to say that like in America we make a profit on mugs in Canada and Europe. Um, I had to increase the shipping fees by two dollars so that we can make two dollars per. <laughs> I, I, I feel like almost I should be transparent in each product's thing. Like we only make like two percent of this whole. Uh, things value. Well, that, that's uh, I, I, often, 10%. I often.
0: Um, I often. I, I've tried many ways of uh, commercializing my work, whether small direct to consumer items or expensive gallery items. And I just found that either free or expensive, that's what works. So the, the websites you can see for free. Yeah. And the gallery works are expensive. The, the, the middle tier, I guess it only but, works for street artists.
1: Like at 76 cents of profit, though, I have to really sell a lot. <laughs> i got to sell a million yeah, mugs. But that's cause... why
0: for, for someone like Shepard Ferry, and then if you have enough volume, then you mm-hmm. you make your own factory. You don't rely on Shopify or Cafe Press or whoever's printing the mugs. You, it, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm yeah well anyway we do appreciate your support 76 cents is better than zero cents um and it does help pay for also the like it's all about the
0: joy of drinking from the good point mug that's what we do it for
1: it's true i should i and i just got my my good point mug just came in the mail it took a while but uh i have the one oh both i got both good point mugs and i'm gonna drink from one today um yeah Yeah, tell us if there's a taste difference Uh, and a friend also told me that they bought their boyfriend my crop top and it uh, did not fit well. <laughs> <laughs> is remember it dishwasher safe? Yeah, remember to get the extra large. Uh, is the mug dishwasher safe? Of course it is. Yeah. It's yeah. made in uh, the best of dishwasher conditions. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, thank you for listening. I guess is at, at this point in the show, we're a little over time. Yeah. Um, please send in your ads the reason i just advertised our mugs in a roundabout way is that we didn't get any advertisements this week but we love um supporting and promoting our listeners and then i think we have a field recording and it's it's kind of a cool one right raf
0: yeah it's uh, our friend Piri quick and he recorded the uh, byob in helsinki He's already so, sent one in before, right? Yeah, had it, yeah. Had one or two, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's just noise from a BYOB. So a lot so of BYOBs people are, are projectors. still ha-
1: are they're still happening? Your BYOBs? So. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there's one every week somewhere in the world.
1: You should mention what BYOB is because there might be some. Okay, new listeners.
0: BYOB is a exhibition idea, and the idea is find a space, invite many artists, and ask them to bring their projectors. So you just uh, invite. Thirty something artists, and everybody projects moving images or still images, and it's a one-night exhibition uh, with very low effort and low cost. It's almost and like
1: a fair, like like a science fair or something yeah, with projectors.
0: Yeah. yeah, or a party, or a social event, or an exhibition. Mm-hmm. It's many things at the same time, and it's also because everyone is local. I mean, everyone's physically there. All the artists are there with their own projector, and if if every artist brings twenty friends, and you have thirty artists, you have a a really nice crowd going, so mm-hmm. uh, I think that it's it's just good energy. And
1: now I think about it, it's actually like crowdsourced CES. <laughs> yeah, like crowd, crowdsourced. Exactly. Everybody
0: show. shows off their inventions. Yeah, uh, their anyway, inventions with, just might be moving images.
1: With that in uh, in mind, shall we roll the recording? Yeah. Thank thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Send bye. in your field of recordings and ads. Bye bye. <laughs>